Yo, listen up. Here's the story about a little guy that lives. I like a song that starts with "Yo, listen up." Like, oh, I wasn't actually. It's piano melody so good. It's like such a silly song to have such a serious piano part. Right. Sounds like the reveal of a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. Oh. Azer, no flanger. Yeah. It's like I've heard this song so many times. There's so many things I want to talk about. But I think I want to ask you about side chaining. Yeah. Because I feel like that's happening a lot. There's so, so much space for that kick and that bass. And these stupid lyrics. <laughs> and then, of course, this part. Like great strings. Yeah. In the upper right corner. Yeah. I always like this era of like techno music or whatever you want to call it because it feels like they didn't really overdo it with the drums. No. I feel like nowadays drums are so overpowering. Also, this really weird harmony in these verses. like listening to an Alice in Chains song. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have like so many thoughts I can't process them. <laughs> it's just all, you don't need to think, you just yeah. need to get that thumb bass going. Yeah. The bass thing so we don't have to. <laughs> It's like, I like that everyone, in the past five years, it seemed like everybody started making jokes about that Jamaican air horn sound. Right. And it's like, this has got like the techno air horn. It does. What the fuck is going on in these verses? (laughs) It's like Kermit starts singing. Yeah. Is this the best uh, Lady Gaga song that she's never been a part of? <laughs> she'd, she'd smash this. Welcome to Listen This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like. We research what they mean, how they're recorded, why they're written, why we like them, why you should listen to this, and what color they are, I guess. Today we're discussing Blue by Eiffel 65. Originally released on October 7th, 1998 in Italy, it became a huge international smash, seemingly out of nowhere, an entire year later. It reached number one in Ireland, the UK, Netherlands, France, Sweden, Switzerland, Spain, Portugal. We got any Eiffel 65 fans in Portugal? (laughs) Canada. United Arab Emirates, which I thought was just a uh, airline. I'm right, yeah. <laughs> Russia, New Zealand, Israel, Lebanon, Finland, Norway, Belgium, Australia, Austria, Greece, Germany, and Hungary. Wow. Yeah, like pretty much every country. <laughs> yeah. It's like I know I left some out, but once you get a list over like 10, you're like, eh, worldwide, yeah, worldwide. worldwide. 
Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> um, it, it, Blue is produced by band member Maurizio Lobina, as well as uh, uh, EDM DJ Gabri Ponchi. Um, the story of Blue is kind of interesting. This song was written by Jeffrey J., who's the singer, the keyboardist, Maurizio Lobina, and the DJ. Um, Gabri Ponchi goes by Massimo, gotcha. which is a great name. Also, wasn't that the name of the Target clothing company? Yeah, Back when your oh, kids most oh, oh, you're right. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Holy great, shit. great shit. Until somebody, it's like Target's one of those things where like the clothes are great until somebody places that you got it at Target, right. and then it looks so broke. Yeah, you're like, oh, Mosimo. Um, wow. But basically, what happened is all three of these guys were independent producers for a record label called the Bliss Corporation mm-hmm. in Switzerland, in the Italian part of Switzerland. Right. Um, and they would kind of work in the same studio but like different rooms so like most studios have multiple rooms is that is that fair to say like most professional studios like how many do you guys have at at y'all studio four four okay okay so it's pretty common yeah and like some a lot of times that you can kind of hear yeah what's going on in the other rooms especially if the studio is not that nice yes right so this kind of reminded me of like um hearing the story about how they would they would kind of get together and hang out in like the common rooms they got to know each other and one day the uh, Gab- Gabri Ponchi, the the DJ, heard Maurizio playing the keyboard melody from uh. another room while he was recording. He's like, oh, fuck. Because that <laughs> keyboard melody is bonkers. It is really good. Um, and so he just heard it, and he's like, I got to get in there. And then he like added some drums, and then they had the other producer come in from another room. He was like, this shit is popping. Like, I got some ideas. And he just started writing lyrics. And he was apparently just inspired. He's like, oh, blue. That's interesting. This music sounds blue. So uh, let me write a song about that. Okay. He wrote the lyrics in like 10 minutes, recorded the demo, and that's the version you hear worldwide that's, that's it incredible. that's just the demo so it's funny because it, it was like it's like hearing about them kind of falling into this because they're all working on something together it's like something i think we're gonna miss about music yeah. going forward with yeah. how isolated everyone works now it's great that we can record music from wherever pretty right. much i think that's really cool but we're not going to get as many like serendipitous things like this. There's no more like spontaneity. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it reminded me of like the early days of street execs. Yeah. Like where it's just like, oh, you're just hanging out. It's like, oh, you're playing bass on this? Come play on this. Oh, come going toward this group. Like we're all together. Yeah. And it's like I I kind of – when I was like doing the research for Blue, I was like getting a little nostalgic. Yeah, I mean there's, there's, a, there's always a story they talk about Patchwork where they're like, oh – uh, remember that Roscoe Dash song, No Hands? Yeah, of course. So it's the same story. Like, I think, like, Roscoe was in one room and Waka Flocka was in another mm-hmm. room and Drummer Boy was in another room and Drummer Boy heard something that he was yeah. doing and Waka heard that. And they're all like, we should team up and do this song. And then they made that song that then and there. Yeah, it's cool. Just it's, because they happen to be in the same vicinity. Exactly. Not, but not there together. Well, sometimes it's so nice because I know people are listening who are listening are probably like, well, they've just replaced that collaboration with like online forums and stuff. But there's it's something. Not the same. Yeah, there's something nice about connecting with somebody yeah. but not being connected in right. quotation marks right because like yeah when you're when you're around somebody and they're doing something musical in person it's so arresting like hearing this piano melody is great when we listen to blue the song right. but if you were to hear somebody play it right in front of you you'd be like this is shit is gorgeous it is a really nice piece yeah yeah, yeah. so let's talk about um why like i have a bunch of million questions for you number one like 
How do you think the studio environment helps foster connections that lead to collaborations? And we kind of briefly touched on it. Yeah, it's just, and and, and it's like you said, it's sad that it's kind of getting away from that because music has always been a collaborative thing. Like you always played music with others. Mm -hmm. You always like listen to music with others. You played in bands, you were DJ groups, rap crews. Like music always came from, you know, collaboration, a collective energy, Yeah. yeah. And that's what the studio was. A studio was a place where everyone could come together and and have that collectiveness and collaborate and create. And now with the technology and, you know, world political matters, yeah. like everyone's creating music <laughs> on their own. And it's kind of sad because you you end it's like why there's it's like why there's all those memes on the internet about me making spacey music yeah. in my room that no one will listen to. Which like as a person who's like primarily a solo artist now, I feel I feel very seen. Right. Very yeah. Yeah. But uh, but like I kind of understand like the way that I think about it and justify it to myself is like and this is why collaborations are important is like even when you're a solo artist, you're not just making music. Right. For you. You're making music for other people to listen to and engage in that space with you or even like yourself in the future, which is like to me a collaboration with like your future self. Yeah. I mean, your, uh, your music is, is, I don't consider it different because you are kind of like representing all the band. Yeah. Like you do the drums, you Mm -hmm. do the bass, you do the melody. It's different than like some guy like just, at home, like strumming an acoustic guitar, being like, I wish I had someone to play with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? No, like, I don't want to play with anybody. Y- yeah, exactly. Maybe Jeffrey J. What a weird fucking voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next question I've got is, this song is fucking nuts, dude. Like, wh- what the fuck is it about? I don't fucking know, Yeah, no, dude. I didn't know when I was a kid either. Like, when we were kids, it was all like, I'm blue. If I was green, I would die. And I yeah, remember, that was always the joke. I remember yeah. being in fifth grade, um, listening to this song with a bunch of losers at Hebrew Academy of Nassau <laughs> County in West West Hempstead, New York. And uh, you can tell I didn't like it. Yeah, I just remember we were all like, oh, this guy really likes blue, the right. color blue. That's right. what the song's about. And we were like fifth grade boys. So we were like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, we hadn't discovered girls all the way yet. Yeah. So we were like, blue, that seems like a great thing great. to be obsessed with. <laughs> um like I just had to ask you, what's the most nonsensical song you've ever recorded? Oh, jeez! <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I I recorded a song one time for this cat. Um, it's like maybe I shouldn't say his name. I, like I won't say his name, but you can just look the song up. The name of the song I recorded the bass part for is called "Murder Sex," and I still am not totally sure what it's about. Although it's definitely going to be like the eleventh season of American Horror Story. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so that's me. What about you, you man? Go? Like so many different ones like come to mind. And it's like, but like nonsensical. It's like, like there's plenty of songs they they make sense, but they're just goofy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think sometimes like as artists we like get this thing in our head where like this song's about this, blah blah blah. And then when we release the song or show it to somebody who's not in our living in our head, they're like, I don't understand what you're talking about at all. Yeah. So like, it's possible that this dude knew what was going on, but I liked how he was inspired. He just thought of the color and was like, I'll just go from there. I think that's a cool way to write. That's always been my thing. It's like, if something seems like goofy to me or I don't get it, I just think that maybe this person is just so artistic. It's above my intelligence. Oh, nice. Do you think that about this song? I'm just, I'm not creative (laughs) enough to like get it. Did you use the word smart? This song kind of makes me like wish that I was at uh, like a fucking Polish rave. In like, the, oh, yeah. in like the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Like that whole European. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it just makes me want to get pumped like that. Also, like love all the weird sounds. Like 
this era of music was so cool and it's like sort of it's gotten lost because now I think our like electronic music is not just in general, it's most music is electronic. Yeah. What we'd consider electronic. And then number two, it's gotten so sleek. I'm like, I'm not hating on that stuff. I love Calvin Harris. I think that shit is really sleek. This area has like a little bit more personality. A little more grunge. Yeah. It reminds me of like groups like Aphex Twin and like Prodigy where like the drums aren't like totally crystal clear right, the piano is right. not like perfect right. although this is a good sounding recording yeah, 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 yeah i was gonna ask you about this idea of side chaining yeah can you explain it for us regular people yeah. us clubs out here yeah yeah like what is it why do you do it side chaining is really really popular in this style of music mm-hmm. and like euro dance and um anything that like, where the f- emphasis is like really strong on yeah. like the low end yeah like you know european dance music and the concept is you inside your your computer program you you write automation that pretty much says anytime that this kick hits other things will turn down mm-hmm. and you can use it with a series of compressors and gates there's like different ways you can do it but the basis is when the kick goes doom 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 yeah yeah everything else kind of goes down a little bit in volume so the kick kind of punches through and the music kind of pumps but it's crazy because it doesn't seem like it goes down in volume it just seems like the kick has more clarity yeah like you can be really aggressive with it where you feel the pump because mm-hmm. you feel it go down and swell back up like you know those types of songs that yeah you can, yeah like, feel we gotta find pump. some examples yeah like, exactly that'd be cool and then sometimes it's really subtle where like it's you're only doing one db two bs and yeah. it just seems like the kick kind of pokes out a little bit but you don't hear this dramatic decrease in volume but it's just really important in dance music because it's all centered around that four on the floor kick thing and you don't want to muddy that up with bass music strings vocals and so they'll use that kick and they'll trigger it um and everything will kind of follow the kick and you can do that with and it's a technique used in all other types yeah yeah it seems pretty common yeah you can do it for all types of things like you can do it for vocals to turn down a guitar or you can do it i mean people do it in podcasts all the time yeah yeah, like every time i talk your microphone turns down oh no way yeah oh that makes perfect sense i'm even doing it right now you're not just hearing me going oh exactly that's that's my (laughs) no i'm gonna do all my podcasts like i'm the singer for this song jeffrey j i do my podcast it's like his autotune's like not in the right key like that's what it sounds like i think it's just his voice i don't don't know i watch because there's like like listen listen to this is your number one trusted source for song related content right but there is a great short short i would say like 30 minute long vice documentary about this song that i would recommend everyone check out and like it's just how his voice sounds really yeah isn't that weird he just got that weird nasally voice thing going on yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I, I think they were doing like this creative like auto tune thing in 1998 because yeah. in 98 they yeah. had the auto tune box. Keys didn't matter to us back then as much. Yeah, and right? it's not really a vocoder. Mm-hmm. It's not, I don't, I don't know what the heck it is. So much about music now is like making things perfect according to the key or like what's that other thing with the delay time that I always see engineers like using the delay time calculator. Yeah, thing. like some yeah, like some guys they want to like you know time their about. reverbs yeah, to the yeah, tempo yeah, yeah. of the song. And I feel like back like like before 
the use of computers were like the primary way to make music. We weren't thinking like that. Right. We were just kind of like, okay, the sound, I like the sound. Yeah, it's like you really couldn't even dial it in. It's like yeah. if you had a vintage delay unit, like a PCM42, which was like a great mm-hmm. delay unit, um, you couldn't set it to like quarter note, eighth note. You couldn't set that. You had to set the milliseconds, this, you know? I'm just laughing because it's PCM42. I'm just thinking about, oh, what if there was a delay unit store at Pont City Market? That'd be cool. It'd be pretty cool, right? Like Pont City, I, it would not surprise <laughs> me if there's like a guitar pedal store in there in oh, like maybe be, five years. That'd be sick. Vintage King. Right, right. Yeah, Vintage King will be there. Yeah. <laughs> this, this podcast is brought to you by Vintage King. Right. No. <laughs> Cease and desist coming. It's this, coming. Actually, this podcast is brought to you by the color green. Right. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> we, they pay, green paid us to talk shit about the blue, color yeah. blue. Fuck blue. Luke, do you have a favorite color? Um, I'm on a really hardcore emerald vibe right now. Is that kind of green? I think it's my birthstone. Emerald is a birthstone. Yeah. For May. It might be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the months. The only one I know is mine is Ruby. Nice. For July. But I'm really on an emerald phase right now. Yeah, yeah. It's always, it's funny because when you're a kid, you're like, I like red. (laughs) And then when you get older, you're like, oh, fuchsia. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Because I really like blue and I really like green. And then when I got older, I was like, oh, fucking teal. Right, right, right. Like, who needs it? Yeah. (laughs) If I was teal, I would feel. Right. (laughs) They they need to make more of these songs. Well, shit, that's all I got. What a weird song. Iconic. Yeah, Iconic Blue. Da-ba-dee, da ba Thanks so much, y'all, for listening to this podcast. Please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps people find out about our musings and our well, well, well-researched podcast. We've got a playlist on Spotify with all the songs from episodes season one and two. Maybe I'm not good at talking, but I'm great at talking about songs. <laughs> Let us know what we're doing and what songs you want us to do episodes about. Thanks so much for listening to this. <laughs>